Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cloud Conversations podcast with me, one of your hosts, Finmar Begley, Senior Research Analyst at Cavell, joined again by Patrick Watson, Head of Research also at Cavell. Say hello, Patrick. How are we doing? I was really tempted to say hello, Patrick, then. It's such an awful joke. Hello, Finbar. Hello, listeners. I, I'm fine with people jumping in with that. I mean, a bit of humour doesn't really go amiss. Yeah, I mean, does that, does that classify as humour? But anyway, yeah, good good afternoon. Hello, good morning, whatever time of day it is. I forget we're on a you know an asynchronous podcast world, past, present, future. Hello, hello everyone. It's been a while since you and I have actually been on this podcast together. We've been doing a series of interview-style podcasts for a while, and Patrick and I have kind of had to get on with that separately, but we're back now. The dream team reassembled, as it were, um, here to bring you yeah. the latest in communications and, and fun updates from the industry. Yeah, you're right. It has been a while. Um, I, You know, what I, what I was trying to do was by doing podcasts on my own, I was gradually trying to drive you out <laughs> so that no longer a, a part a partnered podcast there was no no longer co-hosting it was it was just me but you know we're, we're back to um uh, as a double act which which ultimately in all seriousness is is the way i prefer it so i was gonna say to i got all those messages from you being like why am i not doing this podcast with you i miss you why did i have to yeah. do this podcast <laughs> with this spokesperson instead of you as well you know you were like can yeah. we both do this interview with this spokesperson <laughs> No, I, I don't know, Patrick. I think the audience needs to know that I was getting lots of words of, of affirmation and affection uh, about us yeah, not doing this podcast together. No, you're right. That was the, that was the reality. So happy happy to be back as as the double act for this episode. So on our topic today, you and I obviously have both been working on the contact center now, this customer experience research, and recently we finished a large survey of. Uh, we'll say people who use contact centers so contact center managers across the uk us and europe so a quantitative survey and the data has been coming back it's quite interesting now i wrote the report uh with your help obviously but i i did the initial first draft so then i guess it means i get to turn to you and say what do you think the most interesting thing that i wrote down on that page uh, <laughs> that, that jumps out at you straight away is that's i think that's a good way to jump into it yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking. We probably. I was thinking before planning. We probably should do this so that I get to ask you the question. But you've you've done it very well. I think in in terms of me sort of weaseling out of uh, of of that. I think first of all, just to, and I and I will obviously um, comment on what I think the most interesting. Thing, and there's there's some really interesting stuff in that. Is is is, is why we do enterprise so business focused surveys. And I, I know we've talked about this before. So particularly on the customer experience side. Um, we carry out multiple research channels a year in relation to customer experience and, and a lot of them and Cavell's traditional relationships have been in the industry. So with the providers of the technology, with telcos or with service providers yeah. who deliver that technology. And the reason we do the business surveys is we we realized a few years ago, you know, there is a gap in our knowledge of actually what businesses are seeing, you know, what are their demands for outsourced contact centers what are their feelings in regards to the importance of agent experience what do they think about emerging technologies like ai how does that relate to data privacy so we started these studies a few years ago and specifically around customer experience asking those companies out there who have their own contact centers either in-house or outsourced um what some of those key trends they're affecting them are we get to ask them a selection of questions um uh, around different areas and um, i think uh, my initial headlines 
I'm going to I'm going to go slightly different. I'm going to go slightly differently to what we planned. I think the virtual agent piece and intelligent virtual agents is really interesting. So we have effectively seen the rising importance of intelligent virtual agents uh, in the industry. I was talking talking about our industry research to a provider the other day uh, in the hospitality sector who their intelligent virtual agent in the contact centers that they provide has been up to has been able to manage up to 80% of the voice traffic mm. which i thought was extraordinary considering wow. and effectively yeah. that is you know just an intelligent virtual agent asking questions and then and, and routing things um in the right way uh, but we had some really um interesting feedback in the survey and i didn't think there was huge penetration of virtual agents in the market but 38% of companies uh, of the respondents said that they're planning to use virtual agents so i think that that just shows you've got a really more than a third of the market if you can extrapolate it from our respondent data uh, talking about the use of virtual agents and as i came back to that example in in particular use cases they can be really transformative and disruptive in terms of the amount of communication traffic they can deal with for a business so so that that's my initial what i've done there finbar is i've bluffed about um, why we do the survey, and then I've picked uh, some of your virtual agent headlines. No, I think that's perfect. And I, I would agree with you completely, because the most interesting part for me of, of sitting down and looking through all this data, you know, when we were talking about it, is, and you know I like to do this, I like to look beyond the data to the vision of how life changes for people at companies. And to me, when yeah. you heard when we heard that 80% statistic from the provider, coupled with this data about the amount of automated solutions people are expecting on their like total work caseload, to me, I look at that and I look at, I think about my friends who've worked in contact centers and I say, the life, the workload, the work balance is, is just completely changing for these people. You know, we're going away from the idea that you're a volume-based contact center where you have to answer you know, one call every three minutes or six minutes, you have to resolve that call within two minutes and then answer another, you know, 20 an hour or something like that. You know, that that volume-based yeah. average handle time, et cetera, et cetera. You know, when we looked at the data as to what people are using to measure ROI, average handle time is going out the window. People don't want to use it anymore. Instead, they're interested yeah. in first contact resolution. You know, how many times is that customer calling me and how much am I dealing with their problem? And what that tells me is that the lifestyle of a contact center worker is going to change. It's not going to be how many calls have you handled this time. It's going to be what were the calls about? How difficult were they? Did you use the appropriate amount of time to handle that call with that customer based on the type of call it was? And did the customer leave with a satisfactory resolution or did they have to call up the business again? And that sounds like, I don't want to say obvious, but... I don't, I don't, I don't think it is. I think it, it requires a shift in understanding of what the life of a contact centre worker is going to look like on a day to day. To the idea that you're probably going to need to give people more breaks. You're going to need to give people more training. You're going to need to actually increase the amount of time you spend talking about how to solve cases, and that low priority queue which your day one contact centre workers can handle without any problems might just go away. You might only have the advance the priority queue that takes a lot of training to be able to handle and and if we get yeah. to that sorry no no sorry, no go ahead go on i was saying if we get to that paradigm you know someone what paddling two three four five calls an hour instead of 20 it's a just a whole yeah. different feeling no I, I completely agree and uh when when you mentioned roi i think 
that that isn't the the point you make there completely relates to that because you mentioned some of those metrics that contact centers people who are running contact centers use to measure the success so all of those initialisms there used to be you know time to answer average handle time all of those things that we can anyone who's worked in a call center probably remembers you know <laughs> with with great fear as i do from <laughs> exactly yeah. but i think to, to measure ROI, as you said, as these the interactions, particularly voice interactions. So if you look at average handle time, that is generally going up in the contact centers that we look at. So if you look at the if you're assuming that that's going up and the complexity of um, issue that an agent is now having to deal with is is increasing because more mundane issues might be dealt with by automated systems. How do you measure the success of those? And again, you have to look for emerging technologies to do that. So effectively, to, if you want to have a helicopter view, an awful saying of your contact center, you need the, those interactions transcribed. You need sentiment analysis to gauge custom, a customer's mood on that phone. You can't measure this anymore with those simple sort of technical metrics of when a call started and when a call ended. You need more detail in terms of what was the context of that call, what was the sentiment involved in that call, and what was the the, the customer sort of end state. So I think you make a a really good point in terms of how an agent experience is changing because of this, but also how businesses measure it. And effectively, it's this snowball you get of as more things are automated, you need more emerging technologies utilized within within the systems themselves to to measure these more complex interactions and, and how successful contact centers and agents are being at, at resolving them. And one thing that I found interesting, which we do discuss in the research a bit, is that, you know, we're at the Avaya um, journeys event in London. I, well, I was there uh, with Dom and, and, you know, we were talking to all these different people who had all these different solutions for contact centers. And one of the things that someone said is, well, we're automating break assignments. So we're using sentiment analysis, we're monitoring the calls, and then based on the quality of the call, the sentiment of the customer and a few other metrics, we're automatically assigning breaks to employees with varying lengths as up to 15, 20 minutes, or assigning you know, escalation to a manager, a check-in call, you know, a consultation. So yeah. you're there managing your contact center and you've got all these workers handling these more complex calls. You're just going to get a pop-up saying, hey, this contact center worker just came off a call. The sentimentality, the sentiment notice um, was the customer was toxic, like negative, horrible to them. Yeah. We're giving them a 15-minute break. Call them. That's in your time. Like, and all of that sort of automated into a system that kind of covers both sides, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I obviously, I, I, I didn't attend that Avaya event. I saw, and I forget, I cannot remember the name of the third party, but uh, Cisco's WebEx contact center uses uh, a third party for very similar, exactly, anal analyzing the sentiment of a call and then suggesting, oh, maybe the agent after this particularly traumatic call should take away. Now, I, I, I completely gauged the, the, the need for that. I, I I did ask at the time whether there were some examples of that being used in business because ima imagine Finbar and I seem to remember when I was first in sort of a, a, a what you consider a contact center environment I would have repeatedly traumatic interactions and maybe that was because of my <laughs> ability as an agent it, it, it doesn't I don't think it would necessarily have um 
been suitable for my business if after every call they were like uh, we advise that patrick has a short break here because he's been thrown <laughs> there is there is absolutely a, a and, and we might come on to agent experience and how important that is for, for agents to feel satisfied in the contact center sort of mitigate regrettable churn and all of those things that are a problem for the industry but there is a balance to be had between agents obviously not having a traumatic and awful time but you do you do ultimately need them to be there you know I can't be every time I've had a traumatic call I can't be having a a 45 minute lie down so it's it's really interesting <laughs> and I'm really I'm really interested to see how that how that sort of balances in the industry it's kind of fascinating isn't there because there's this ethical discussion that goes on as to how sensitive you are to that kind of thing but there's also the possibility one of the things that I again find quite interesting that you know workers talk and Glassdoor yeah. and, and all those things, they talk about what employers are like. And if we go from contact centers where everyone assumes it's a hellscape, <laughs> not to joke around, yeah. but, you know, I mean, some contact centers are not necessarily nice places to work in yeah. terms of how many calls people have to get through, to one where Glassdoor is like, well, these people are quite good. If something goes wrong, they support you very well. I think that will become quite a key metric for employees when they're looking up contact centers in the future will be how well they handle these difficult cases and things like that they'll probably start talking about it um yeah that's a, that's a really fair point and, and just finally on that you you're absolutely right the the sort of glass door employee recommendations in most of the markets you know we hear about a skills gap and if you want to get you know talented agents people into your organization it's absolutely going to have to be a pleasurable place to work so i, th I think you're absolutely right um on that point so getting back then to the research, because we could talk about agent experience for this entire podcast, to be honest, as I know it's an area we yeah. both care quite a, you know, quite a great deal about, and also an area of kind of ramping importance for the contact center space. Um, but we talked about AI and automation. We talked about agent experience. What other sort of areas of the contact center are you interested in? For me, I think the other thing that strikes out from the data is just the huge amount of growth that's still predicted in the contact center market. You know, it is an area of growth but i think a lot of people would have said the number of agents and things like that would be going down but that's not what our research says our research says no the number of agents still continuing to increase maybe not massively small increases medium increases but definitely still going up across the board yeah absolutely i think it's and as i said at top ultimately the majority of cavell's historical uh traditional partners and customers have been industry partners so telcos and service providers uh, and vendors and i think one trend you're seeing within the industry is a lot of those look at customer experience uh customer experience more widely and contact center specifically as a real growth area within within communications and i think that's because of exactly what you said it, effectively we hear about all of these emerging technologies we talked about virtual agents before do we think that's going to reduce the overall contact center agent base no we don't not in a lot of the and we've got quantitative data um to back that up in a lot of european markets that we're looking at where we're forecasting pretty significant agent growth particularly on ccas platforms as well that migration away from uh premises based contact center platforms to ccas platforms so particularly if you're talking about ccas agents there is going to be really significant growth in the numbers and therefore growth in the opportunity for the whole uh for the whole industry to 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 leverage potentially i, I think to, to your point as well in terms of the general growth we, we asked that we repeat we repeat this survey annually and when we looked at it um uh last time i think 
we, we were hearing about pretty big growth of the industry. And that was ahead of a, a, the, effectively the macroeconomic downturn that we saw at the end of 2022 yeah. into 2023. And, and I thought when we got the data back this time in terms of, you know, are you planning to grow your agent base? I thought we might see a really significant decrease um, in terms of organizations, enterprises, plans for expanding their contact center. And I think compared to last year, maybe we did see it, but. It, but absolutely, as you said, the majority, 61% of companies predict some amount of contact center agent growth um, uh, over the next year, which is which is really significant. So the vast majority of those organizations out there that run a contact center are expecting their, their agent numbers to expand. So you're absolutely right. Really encouraging for the industry, um, for, for, for customer service generally, and also FinBar for our research of selling yeah, exactly. customer experience yeah. research. So the, the more agents, the, the better. Yeah, I will say one of the things that is interesting about that is where the agent growth is, because one of the things we are seeing that a lot of companies turn to is these outsourcing solutions, outsourced contact centers. And I guess there is this idea kicking around that, you know, there are contact center organizations out there in other countries that are capable of deploying large amounts of this very advanced technology that we're seeing and then reselling those services back into people who don't want to maintain their own contact center so there is sort of that trend yeah. as well when we talk about agent number growth we're not necessarily talking about in-house contact centers or internally about diy contact centers entirely that there is still a lot of growth in that area we were also talking about sort of the growth of this idea of outsourced contact centers and the growth of sort of i don't want to say huge advanced contact center providers but they have the technology, they have the scale and the budget to do a good job for more companies than one. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point. And I've actually I've been discussing with a few providers and vendors recently about some of those geographic relationships that you tend to see. And really interesting, I was looking particularly at the French contact center market um, uh, and talking in detail about that. And generally, uh, a lot of their offshore outsourcing of contact center will go to former French colonies, French speaking yeah. colon colonies. Algeria, uh, Cote d'Ivoire, and it's exactly the same. If you if you look at the UK, we tend to outsource a lot of our contact centres to English-speaking colonies. You look at India, uh, South Africa, as examples. So it's 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 a really and and the one thing on that Finbush, I don't think I, I'd spoken to you about offline either. I heard from a couple of providers that if you've got your own uh, in-house contact centre, but you you want to have effectively a, a division of it in another country it really does increase that demand for um, integrated unified communications and contact center. Because effectively, if you've got a, a contact center proportion of your business working in another country, you want them to be able to really closely collaborate um, mm. with uh, the users who are in whatever your primary location might be, the UK. So having an integrated collaboration UCCC solution is even more important if you're talking about offshore outsourcing and, and those sorts of things. Yeah, there's nothing worse than someone being transferred to a different part of your own contact center and having to re-enter information, re-verify, you know, it's a huge Absolutely. customer yeah. pain point. So you do really need to make sure that, you know, if you're escalating something across regions or from in-source to outsource, there is that integration there that enables a seamless customer journey, which is ultimately what it's all about. So that is a taste of our research. Obviously, there's lots of statistics and stats and things that we haven't dived into. There's lots more broader analysis into implications of AI, concerns and benefits, 
uh, regrettable churn. We didn't talk about regrettable churn. There's loads of data on that as well, what countries are experiencing a lot of it um, and how that looks and sort of what the numbers look like. Um, but if you want that kind of data, of course, we are a research company. We do sell research, so you'll have to buy the research available soon uh, from cavellgroup.com or, you know, available if you come and talk to us on our website or you know, at one of our events or that kind of thing. So if you're interested in contact center research, you know, genuinely we are niche specialists in that space, the whole communication space. And our research I think is top quality. So do get in touch with us and you can get your hands on it as well. Please do. Yeah. Super excited. All right, Patrick. Are we good? Are we happy? Excellent. I, we, we are indeed. Yeah. And anyone who's in, as Pinbar said, get in touch with Cavell anyway, go through the website, approach us. Um, individually, anyone who's interested in more stats from the research, and as I said, it's a it's a really interesting report. So, really excited to to get that out there, and I hope the the listeners enjoyed enjoyed the double act back together for this episode today. Yeah, and as always, we are a podcast, so do like share this podcast. You know, promote it on your social circles if you find it interesting. It's not just for our ego. I mean, other people should also find it interesting if you have, and you can seem knowledgeable by sharing this podcast with your friends. Uh, <laughs> which is what it's all about. So share it on LinkedIn, share it on Twitter, X, share it wherever you like. Let us know if you think we've done a good job. If you have any questions or would like to come on the podcast, just reach out to us through social media. We'll get in touch and we'll have a chat. Thanks to you all for listening. Thanks, everyone.